Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. This Friday and Saturday, get in for a better breakfast at Wendy's and get it for free. Yes, free. That's a bacon or sausage, egg, and Swiss breakfast croissant for free. As in free. No catch. So in other words, breakfast free. Croissant free at Wendy's. Free. Friday and Saturday. Free. August 13th and 14th. Get yours during breakfast hours. Only at Wendy's. Limit one per person per day. Participating Wendy's. No substitutions. Not valid within combo or with other offer while supplies last. Okay, look. We gotta we gotta get it done. I mean, look. We've already delayed this a couple of days already as it is. I, I, yeah. I mean, I know it's been a lot of complications, but we, we got to get this done. We got to do it now. I can actually talk for a period of time straight. So I have to worry about that, me coughing and all that. So we're going to do it now. All right. America, here's the podcast where we talk politics, a little entertainment, some culture, and this and that from the road to your ears. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. And welcome to the first episode of Trend Chat. In 2020, I am your host, Brian Bledsoe. And if you want to connect with us, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok. It's all the same at TrendChat 24-7. Okay. As I mentioned this, let's go ahead and cut that music. Because um, <laughs> I feel like this is going to be shorter than most only because and it kind of goes into why it's, it's been delayed as far as this particular episode being the first one. I know in um, post on social media, we said it would be on the ninth, and here it is. What is the fourteenth almost? And yeah, there was numerous complications, as I mentioned in the beginning. One being that I guess the studio was under repair. When I say studio, I mean that the truck that I'm in uh, was in the shop for a couple of days. Yes, it's, uh, 2020 has not started <laughs> um, in the best fashion. Uh, with the <laughs> truck being in the shop, me being sick, <laughs> not, you know, not like on my deathbed sick, but sick enough to where it kept me from speaking <laughs> at least for a long period of time for, um, for the podcast. 
That being said, still not 100%, but I'm still going to, I need to get this done because one, just, you know, our candidate interviews, which we're starting with this episode, we'll have Floyd McClendon on and we have so many, especially for our usual time to be on every week. If I keep delaying this, I'm going to have to start doing two a week or something like that because, um, in the interviews that we have, I want to make sure that they're out before the primary, which is for Texas, at least the Texas primary, which would be, um, March the 3rd. So right now that's all the, um, candidates that we have are from Texas. So like I said, we want to get those out before the primary and at the rate that we have, um, or the candidates that we have, um, like I said, I need to hear, I need to get it out and, Look like I'm not going to be able to avoid it. So they're probably going to be, if not one or two weeks where I'm going to do two episodes a week, um, just so I can make sure everything gets in before March 3rd. So, so that being said, we're, <laughs> I'm sucking it up, try to make sure I can just say enough to get the interview out. And, but I'm also going to try to mention a couple of other things, but before I get into any of that, I just want to mention one of our podcast partners, TrumpMug.com. Just if you're looking for any sort of Trump-centric gear, whether it's mugs, obviously, signs, hats, coins, or any, anything like that, just go to TrumpMug.com and put in the code TRENDCHAT. You get 10% off on anything on the site. Like they have this one thing on there where you can buy like a, a little stamp to put on, on money saying um, uh, Trump lives here or tw- Trump 2020. I forget what it says now, but like, you know, like um, signs, I guess what, yeah, those foam hats. I don't know if y'all seen some of the videos of, of these huge MAGA hats and they have those as well. So, yeah, go to Trump, uh, Trump mug dot com. And put in the code trench chat. So, so just want to start off with that. And speaking of that, I do want to talk about, I guess, what everyone was talking about the past couple of weeks. Cause it's almost been a month since last time we was on, but I guess the major story was, uh, world war three, which is came and passed. Yeah. I know it, it, it was here. We was talking about getting drafted and everything. And, and, and that's over. I mean, it was the shortest war, and yeah, that I've ever heard of. But yeah, it's you know all the all the stuff that happened with um, with Iran and 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 the media coverage after that with the uh, Soleimani, General Soleimani, um, being executed. <laughs> yeah, don't have the media, you know, say it because they they made it seem like he was such this great leader and like, I mean, they had more sympathy for him than they do for Trump, <laughs> and that's it. Really, just kind of shows how biased and that <laughs> that the media can be because that whole situation, everything that's been going on with Iran, it's just really showing how the Democrats and the media. Or just willing to just not get behind the president on anything. 
I, <laughs> just for the reason, just because. And I know I can hear people say like, well, that's what Republicans did to Obama. They want to get now. Okay. We could go there because when, um, bin Laden, you know, got killed. That was during the Obama administration. I didn't see any Republicans like being all sympathetic and about bin Laden. Now I could say a lot said about when bin Laden was killed, that it was done in spite of Obama. Even the fact that he, it was done, I could definitely remember that didn't want to give him the full credit for that. But at the same time, had no problem with bin Laden being killed. They've just, you know, Republicans just wasn't you know, jumping on, giving him all the credit and giving a pat on the back about it. <laughs> but in this case, Democrats won't even do that. <laughs> Cause I would think they would probably go that route where they were like, well, he, he, he was a terrorist. He was, you know, he, he killed thousands of people, with, you know, and, and plotted against killing uh, American soldiers and soldiers of other countries as well. And, you know, we're, we're glad that, you know, he is no longer with us, <laughs> but, you know, but Trump this, Trump that, like, and give all the criticism that way. But no, they was like, they were just almost defending, um, the general <laughs> as well as the media as well. So, but one thing about this, is that you know I mentioned because if you're on social media, regardless, you will you probably were seeing all these little memes about being drafted and everything, and people was freaking out. I guess in a way, I guess maybe you know, but I, I would say one thing about if this was real, if we were going towards like a a real global scale war. Honestly, I think we're, for one, I don't think we're nearly as united as previous times of war. If this, like I said, if this was going, was going to go down. And I can't imagine, I I would be skeptical of the, if we, like say for, say for if we, you know, we did the whole draft and everything. And even if we didn't, I'm just not as optimistic about the, especially if people came in through a draft or even let's have, say for instance, none of that happened. I don't think the support will be there at least from a good half of the country only because you know how the media will continue to report it. It will almost probably look like another Vietnam as far as the reporting goes, not so much at how to, how it will actually go on the battlefield, but the reporting of it will be probably in the same vein, if probably well worse than that, really. But I can see people openly cheering against the United States if we were in such a war in this country. I go so far as to say I I wouldn't be surprised you have people actually giving intelligence to the other side because they think we don't, you know, we deserve um, 
we don't deserve to win or whatever, <laughs> or you know, like the Kaepernicks of the world and uh, whatnot, because they keep going on this same old tired trope of how America's so bad and where they're like, why would I help the United States? They never did nothing for us. Like, I mean, just totally not dismissing everything that has been done in this country and uh, just living in the past and and just have this mentality that they're there's they're always the victim and it are the continual perpetual victims and nothing will satisfy them and if we were ever caught up in some sort of war i would think they would be the first one to turn on on us and um just because of that mentality so yeah that being said we're not there like i said that war came and passed i mean it was like that that war world war that was something else <laughs> and also thinking about that just the whole concept of saying that it would be, it would have been world war three right the i almost wonder if that actually went down would it really be a, a world war saying you know would other countries actually join with the united states i kind of wonder that too you know especially with the whole uh when you look at the united nations and um yeah i, I kind of wonder who would actually join i mean i'm pretty sure some would would but um but yeah anyway it's not really much to talk about because it didn't really happen so and um and now you know we're we're back to talking about more important things like you know golden globes and oscars and uh democratic debates which i did not watch so <laughs> but um neither one of them actually what oscars are not but i'm pretty sure i'm not going to watch that either so anyway um i think it's time for, for a break i can feel it in my throat so uh let's hear a word from my friends from the founding project while i get a drink of water <laughs> and we'll be back for i guess we'll talk about the golden globes that um the few um uh, highlights of that hello trend chat fans the founding project invites you to experience our latest resource to take civics to citizens tfp's new website Visit us at www.thefoundingproject.com. Be a part of the civics movement with The Founding Project. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Join us today. This is Dana Lash, and you're listening to Trend Chat. So I know, again, it's been a while and the Golden Globes were over a week ago, but um, I think what happened there is still worth talking about in particular um, what happened with 
uh, Michelle Williams, if you heard that speech and everything. But also, I guess I want to start off with the <laughs> with the monologue with uh, Ricky Gervais, Gervais, yeah, <laughs> and which I didn't watch it, like I mentioned before, but I was seeing the commotion on Twitter and what was going on. Then I came across and actually saw the clip of it and. As I'm pretty sure you've heard since then that it was for one, everyone was kind of surprised that he was even allowed to say it or he was not pulled off the stage <laughs> or just saying that this is the the speech that they needed to hear. Um how he just roasted <laughs> Hollywood and over which was funny because I remember seeing where liberals were saying, you know, especially in Hollywood was saying that, that what Ricky Gervais was saying was right wing, <laughs> which if you think about what he joked about and what he mentioned in that monologue. And also I think, well, yeah, well, I'm just gonna go with the monologue itself, but what he mentioned, Okay he made a Jeffrey Epstein joke, which that's not really right wing. I mean, I don't, at least it shouldn't be if Jeffrey Epstein being, you know, the scum of the earth that he is and things that he were involved in as far as, you know, um, sexual deviancy, I guess, if you want to say, Okay, that really shouldn't be a right wing issue. I think I will think both sides would agree that that is just, you know, abhorrent. Then he made a joke about Harvey Weinstein, another sexual predator. And that was, you know, okay, he made that joke. All right. And then he also made a joke about Apple uh, running sweatshops. And that, so all of that together, and then the verdict from the liberals is that this is right, right wing comedy or whatever. I would think everyone could agree that that is have, or at least understand that from both sides. But the fact that they're up so upset about it kind of shows that they really don't care about these issues. Um, especially we're talking about sex trafficking and everything like that. And so if someone make a joke about it, then you want to uh, get all upset about it <laughs> and, and, and willing to, I ain't gonna say you're going out to defend them, but you just don't want anything said about it. I mean, it, that kind of shows a lot, but then again, I mean, we're all talking about Hollywood in particular. So I'm pretty sure not a lot of them don't want this to be, Exposed or don't want to be talked about because I wouldn't be surprised. A lot of them are involved in it. Some of them are, and just haven't been caught. Some may never get caught. Um, so, but they don't want the, their, I guess it's not really a secret. I guess it's kind of like an open secret in a way, but, um, so they were pretty upset about that, but, <laughs> Another thing that uh, happened during the the show, which 
caught the attention of a, of a lot of people, especially people like myself who are pro-life, is the speech from Michelle Williams, where she basically admitted in her speech that she couldn't get to the position she's at and win this little trophy um, without the choice of killing her child. And I, you know, like I said, this has been over a week ago, but I remember just, you know, uh, how people were saying how, you know, disgusting and vile it, it is to have that sort of mentality, which I agree. And for one, when I heard it, it was particularly heartbreaking, um, mainly because, I mean, we're talking about a death of a child. I mean, that's not how <clears throat> she put it, but that's what she was talking about right there on stage while people were sitting there clapping about it. But in the same sense, as far as this being heartbreaking to hear, talking about this one child that was talked about and applauded <laughs> while liberal Hollywood basically just applauded a child's death in a way. As heartbreaking that as that is, this happens every day to hundreds, thousands over in a year happens every day. It just we don't hear about it because they're not famous actresses standing on stage getting little um, Golden Globe Awards because every day this is going on where the convenience of our lives tend to be more important than humanity of the lives in the womb. I mean, and that's the heartbreaking part about it because we're talking about so many that are constantly being killed day in, day out. And been seeing seeing memes a couple of you know in the past you know week or so and one kind of make the point to so they'll show a picture of her and then um show a picture of a mother and their child and you know like a newborn baby and they will have at the top you know is it worth it and Apparently she would say yes because she <laughs> went up there and said that. So as much as we're trying to make the point with this meme of showing that it seems very much that she, you know, she would say yes it is worth it because she does not like so many um, think that child is one actual life or valuable enough or even if she thinks all of that doesn't think it's worth living because of the convenience of wanting to have her career just to, just convenience in general which is for the most part how most abortions uh, are done in this country out of convenience so and we as a country have accepted that um, there is a, a good number of people who either 
one don't care and totally are for abortion or don't care enough to even want to do anything about it because they don't think it's worth getting into that discussion because it's uh think you know it's a private issue or just it's not for me to say well if people are getting killed if innocent lives are being killed i think we all have something to say about innocent lives dying um, we will say the same if we were talking about anything else but when it comes to abortion we tend to want to be silent about it so but but i mean look really let's be honest i mean personal responsibility so you know like i mentioned about how convenience is uh, in a lot of cases the reason why abortions tend to happen for the most part i mean when it comes to personal responsibility as a country we're, we're that's not really our strong suit <laughs> um i mean whether in other issues whether we're talking about health care i don't know uh racism uh personal security <laughs> um anything that put the onus on us to be responsible for our actions and for the choices that we make and in this case talking about choices of having sex and all and all that entails that comes with that dealing with that personal responsibility yeah that's um that's something that we uh we tend to as a country and it, it shows over the years like we're have we have no problem you know passing the buck to someone else like like i said like health care we're we don't want to be personally responsible for our own health we want someone else to pay for it so it could be quote-unquote free we don't want to be personally responsible for our own you know for our personal security by you know using the second amendment so we're we have people where they're voting people uh people like in virginia who would take away your rights so they so you don't have the responsibility and you could have you know the government basically do everything for you anything to keep away from us taking the responsibility away from us and basically stripping away our rights at the same time it seems like we as a country are just going further and further in that direction you can just clearly see that by the democratic debate <laughs> by how you know with their socialist policies that are being espoused up there on those podiums even from someone as you know a moderate uh i guess you could say like joe biden so it's i mean <laughs> you know it's um <clears throat> it's one thing and just kind of want to wrap up on this um speech and just and from from yeah from michelle williams it's i hope we would come to a day where and this is sad that i have to at least take it to this point i will hope one day we could get to the point to where someone will make a speech like that that if they will said something similar that we as a country will realize what has been done over the course of years decades that we will hear something like that in the future 
and we will be horrified. You, you we'll be united in how horrified in hearing someone talk about how killing their child was worth a trophy. Politics and other stuff, maybe. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. What's going on, folks? This is Colin Noir, and you're listening to Trend Chat. Hello, this is Brian Bledsoe, host of Trend Chat, also contributor at Politichicks.com, here to tell you about the new book called Politichicks, A Clearing Call to Political Activism, with over 300 pages from contributors like myself, talking about topics such as education, social issues, healthcare, the Second Amendment, and of course, activism. I encourage you all to check it out at Politichicks.com, and is also available at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Have to take a little extra, couple more seconds. <laughs> um, but uh, we're going to get to our interview with Floyd McLendon. Um, like I said, this is going to be the first of our candidate interviews. I guess a series. I haven't really named it, <laughs> but yeah, we're um, going to talk to a number of candidates uh, about their campaign, what they're running on, and what inspired them to run. And just to um, give you an idea as far as um, who they are. And look, I can say this now. Want to hear some inside scoop? If your kids are as ready to go back to school as mine are, you got to check out Kohl's. I got my daughters the cutest sew tops for under 18 bucks, Jansport backpacks for 25% off, and 30% off Levi's jeans for me. I even saved an extra 15% and picked up Kohl's cash. So, yeah, not sure who's more excited right now, me or the girls. Select styles. 15% off friends August 15th. Levi's coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store calls account for details. You're not gonna get their full bio, <laughs> um, but it is a little bit, a little something. And so, our first one is with, with Floyd McClendon, um, and we're going to uh, get there. But before that, just want to mention about 1776United.com. So, one thing I wear as far as shirts and hats, you know, they have these great stylish, patriotic hats that I wear pretty much all the time. You've probably seen them if you looked on um, anything that I posted on social media. You've probably seen it. Uh, when I was on Chad Prather's show, probably, you know, I was wearing some of it then. So, yeah, they got um, a wide array of patriotic you know, and, you know, two-way, pro-two-way shirts and hats and mugs and everything. So if you go to 1776united.com and you put in the code, um, Trend Chat, just like the show name name of the show Trend Chat, and you get twenty percent off on your purchase. So yeah, check them out. And again, it's seventeen seventy six United dot com. So, all right. So without further ado, we're gonna get to you know now think about it. I'm not trying to stall, but I just it's like this is something that's off the top of my head. I wish I would have made some sort of little catchy intro because like i said it's gonna be maybe i don't know 
eight or ten of these. I should have made some 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 little catchy intro like these are the candidate series or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't think about that. But then again, the past couple of weeks, I probably would have thought about it if I wasn't, you know, had the other issues. And anyway, <laughs> let's get to it. Here we go. Hello, this train chat, and we are very pleased to have Floyd McClendon with us. He is running for U.S. Congress in the 32nd District in Texas, and we want to bring him on to talk about his campaign and issues he's going to run on, and and get some and some other things. So, how you doing? I'm good, Brian. Thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, anytime I get to talk to the American people in Texas is is always a good time. Now for those that may not know where the 32nd district is, I guess let them know where. So district 32 of Texas is North Northeast Dallas. It consists of 11 cities and two districts. So we're looking at North Dallas, Highland Park, University Park, and then it goes east to Richardson, Garland, Mercy, Wiley, Saxe, Rollette, Sunnyvale, Mesquite, and it's uh, Dallas County and it's Collin County. All right. Now, now, what inspires you to run? Well, what inspires me to run? I mean, it, it's a, it's a, that's a loaded question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's multiple things actually. So this is a, a work in progress. It started about seven years ago when I was approached by a former congressman after I had done a speaking engagement. And he saw, he saw something in me and asked me if I had any interest in politics. And I laughed at him and told him that I'd never run for, for office. So he's like, well, uh, I think you got what it takes. Here's my card. If you change your mind, you know, get back to me. So at the time, I was about four years before retiring out of the military. I did 25 years. And I was about at year 20, 21. And I was headed to Guam for a couple of years. So while I was in Guam serving over in Southeast Asia, I started to think about how I was going to continue to contribute to my country after I retired. And when I got back to the States, I was like, you know what? Let me see what this is all about. So I contacted the congressman. He started to mentor me. And then I was blessed to be able to go work on Capitol Hill pretty much my last year in the military. And I was a military legislative fellow for North Carolina congressman at the time, who was Robert Pittinger. And I got to see behind the curtain. And when I got there, and I had a very high regard for our representatives, and what I saw, I was disappointed because it didn't match what my perception was. And the thing is, you have representatives up there that want to do good, that's focusing on our country, the economy, and, and the American people, but they're few in numbers. So that was the second reason I was like, you know what, I need to, I need to position myself where I can come up and be and increase the number so I can help these few representatives who want to do right by their position. Um, so that was the second piece that motivated me. And then the third one is District 32 earlier this year, no one was stepping up for the district. And I had planned to run for Congress in 2020. I was just having a difficult time finding a seat because 
the two seats that I was going to, that I was looking at, the incumbents decided to stay in the seat. And once I figured that out, I got approached about District 32 and they said, hey, what about, what about District 32 up in Dallas? Would you be willing to do that? And I found it, you know, I found it disappointing that no one was willing to step up for uh, a district that needed leadership. So I said, yeah, I'll do it. And then that's, you know, so, so it's kind of like one, two, three. One is, it's, it's wanting to serve my country, continue to serve my country. Two is wanting to improve the leadership that's in Washington, D.C. And three, it's fulfilling a need for the people. So, I mean, there you have it. First, thank you for your service. And I guess want to ask about the issues that you're looking to run on. And looking at your website, I'm, well, I have a, a long list of issues. And just kind of want to pick a few, mainly because just for me personally, this, these are issues I'm more passionate about. And given the first one up, there is uh, immigration. And just want to ask you, is, you know, do you consider that like a top priority? Absolutely. So one of my first, one of the first things that I want to work on with my fellow representatives is improving the security of our country. And that requires us securing the border. And in securing the border, we prevent illegal immigration. And the problem with illegal immigration is, one, it's illegal. They're not, people aren't coming into our country like they, like they should be, uh, the correct way. And two, even though you have most of the people that are legally crossing our borders, they're looking just, they're, they're looking for a better opportunity. Um, they're looking to come to a place where they're safe. You have a small percentage within that group who are coming over the border for nefarious reasons, like human trafficking, drug trafficking, sex trafficking, things like that. And that's, and it's, and it's funneling through Texas and it's funneling through our country. So we have to secure the border so we can significantly decrease illegal immigration. The process for legal immigration we definitely need to improve. And that's something that um, I, I'm something I'm going to work with with my fellow representatives is we need to cut out the bureaucracy, the red tape, and citizens coming over here looking to become um, American citizens. And they're having a difficult time because of the, you know, all of the administrative and, and monetary tape that they have to get through. And I guess for well, the next issue I, I would want to look at as far as, like, and me asking this question is going to, it is going to um, show where I stand. But because <laughs> I, 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 I call it the, the slaughter of human life, a.k.a., which is more popularly known as abortion. So I just want to ask what, um, you know, I, by looking at this website, I know where you stand, but I just want you to, to expand on it a little bit. So, Brian, it's, it's funny because these, these two issues that you're picking, immigration and abortion, they are very polarizing positions when you're talking to the American people. And if you are not in line with the other person you're talking to when it comes to these two issues, it's, we've made it difficult to communicate. And that's wrong. 
we should we should be able to value each other's difference of opinion and and still respectfully communicate and also work together uh to come up with a viable solution that's better for our country and American people. Now, to answer your question, abortion, I am pro-life, pro-life 100%. And to go a little bit deeper, for me, it's a question of, or it's not a question, but it's a competition between individual responsibility and the life of someone. And and here's what I mean by that. When we talk about abortion, we rarely talk about how you get to that place. And how you get to that place is a man and woman uh, coming together uh, for for sexual intercourse. Now, according to the Bible, you're not supposed to be having sex until you're married. This is a, a message that needs to come from not only the individual, but it should be coming from the family and the church and the community. Now, realistically, Brian, do I think that uh, all of a sudden all Americans are, are going to abide by this? Absolutely not. However, now we're talking about sexual education, where we need to be educating our the American people on if you do decide to have sex, then you need to protect yourself from STDs and you need to protect yourself from from getting pregnant. And this is how you do that. So now here it is, you have step one. You're not supposed to be getting you're not supposed to be having sex until you're married. And then you have step two. Well if you decide to do that, here are the precautions that you need to take in order for you not to get pregnant. Now, if if you blow by step one and two, and now step three, all of a sudden you're pregnant, abortion is not a form of prevention. It's not a birth control. And and, and quite frankly, it's seen, like you said, it, it's taking someone's life. So before we even get to abortion, we need to talk about the individual responsibility of the man and the woman on their action and actually getting to that place, which we're not doing. Yeah, and and from that issue, as you were saying, you know, talking about immigration and abortion is very polarizing. I guess let me get a little more polarizing, just a little bit more. And the next issue was about, is about the Second Amendment. <laughs> And just wondering where, um, as far as for you, one thing, I, well, let me just ask this. Red flag laws, what do you think of them? Red flag laws is going to affect law-abiding citizens. Let me repeat that. Red flag laws is going to affect law-abiding citizens. So if we have laws, so there's already laws out there, and our law-abiding citizens are law-abiding citizens. So why would I make it harder for our law-abiding citizens to protect themselves? And I'm just not a fan of red flag laws at all. And I, you know, I advocate for the right for an individual to defend themselves. You know, I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's within our constitution. And I'm not willing to change that. 
Because here's the deal. The, the Democrats will tell you it's the, it's the weapon. You know, AR-15 rifle. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's the, the type of weapon that it is. And it's, you know, this is what's causing all of this, uh, you know, all these killings and mass shootings. And a gun is a tool. That's it. That's all it is. Yep. Just like a knife is a tool. Just like a pen is a tool. A hammer is a tool. And mm-hmm. that tool is being used by individuals. So the gun isn't the issue. The issue is the person that's welding that tool. And yeah. how are, so, so, okay, we take away the, the AR-15. Now what? Right? Statistically, it comes out that, you know what, that didn't do anything. Well, let's take away, let's continue to take away more weapons. Let's take away their handguns, right? Let's take away their shotguns. Let's take away their, their rifles. Like, that'll do it. And then before you know it, the American people are defenseless. And remember, the Second Amendment was not written for, uh, to defend yourself for individual to individual. The Second Amendment was, was written for the, the people to be able to defend themselves against a potential government that wielded from tyranny. Yeah. That's yeah. what the Second Amendment is for. So here it is. You have the Democrats who are, who are masking it with, well, these mass shootings, we need to take this away. And once all the weapons are taken away, then here it is. If the Democrats are controlling our government, they're going to come in and they're going to force the American people to do what they want them to do, because now we don't have a way to defend ourselves. Yeah, and an example. This, this right is the root of the issue. Yeah, and um, the, an example of that would be what's going on in Virginia right now, um, where you, where you have Democrats have taken over, and now they're just going, you know, with. Uh, four fourth with it. And Brian, yeah, so. yeah, Brian, think of it like this, Brian. Here it is. Here it is. The Democrats are saying, come to me for health care. They're saying, come to me for education. Come to me for making your country safe by us taking away weapons from you. So what they're saying is, I want you to rely on me in order for you to live. I want you to rely on me in order for you to be safe. Now, what happens if that occurs and the Democratic Party, the leftists, the socialists, whatever, whatever semantic you want to use today, those leaders are now in a position to control you, and you have no way of fighting back against them. You've lost your individual, you've lost your individual responsibility. You've lost your ability to defend yourself. You've lost your ability to go out and and capitalize on making a, a making a way for you and your family. So now they can control you and do whatever they want. And this is this is the core of it. And they're trying to do it piece by piece. And like you said, we're seeing it in Virginia. Yeah. Now, from 
like I said, you've had a, a list of, of other issues as well, and so I I definitely want everyone to, you know, to go to your, your website. And, uh, well, let everyone know your, your website first so they, if they want to see more about your issues. Brian, my website is www.mclendonforcongress.com. It's one C. <laughs> so M-C-L-E-N-D-O-N for Congress. And just a little bit of background of who I am. Um, I was born and raised in Chicago, South Side, inner city. I, a year after I graduated from high school, I went into the Navy. I served for 25 years. I'm a retired U.S. Navy SEAL. Uh, I did my first 10 years, I was an electronic technician. Then I changed my profession to a Navy SEAL and did that for the remaining 15 years. I've worked on Capitol Hill as a, as a legislative fellow. I just left a couple months ago. I just left the office of the attorney general's office. I was the executive aide for the Texas attorney general. So I have almost outside my military experience, I have close to two years of federal and state political experience with my intent in order to continue to serve my country as a leader for District 32. So go to my website, check me out. I'm on Facebook, Floyd McLendon for, for TX-32. I'm on Twitter, Floyd McLendon. And, you know, our campaign, we're, we're making great strides. We're going to win back the district from from an incumbent Democrat, normally District 32 is a is a Republican district. We lost it to a Democrat last year, but I'm going to win it back. Well, Flo, we wish you all the best, and you kind of hit everything I was going to ask right after that. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so you, you did it all just then. So yeah, th- thank you for for joining us. And again, um. Again, if people, you know, I guess if people want to help out with the campaign and everything else, they would just go to your website as well. Yes, sir. They can go to my website. You can look. You need the, the way that you win campaigns is one. You need people to believe in you, and 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 voice and talk about you to other people. So I, I'm asking those who are listening to if you if you like what you hear. You go to my website, you love what you read, talk about me, push me out there. I ask if you live in District 32, come out and vote for me. And if you can't vote for me, donate. Like anybody can donate across the country. Um, and these are the things that win the elections. And the American people need to understand we're dissatisfied with the leadership in Congress. And the only people that's going to change that is us, the individual. Do your research on your representatives who are, you know, who are asking for your support. Vote for the person. Get away from these divisive politics of Democrat, Republican. Vote for the person. Figure out what that person's platform is. Figure out if they're going to, if, if they're going to represent you. And you vote for the best person. This is the only way that we change uh, Congress to where you have a collective group of individuals that are doing right for our country. And as you mentioned, uh, just, um, you know, if they can't vote, can't vote for you directly, 
they're definitely in um, support as far as donations because um, that's very important because um, very te- very Texas important. Is being, yes, yeah, because te- Texas is, is being targeted by Democrats. So you know, any support for you know for you and or, or any conservative candidates would you know I would just say it would be greatly appreciated. So, Paul, thank you again for for joining us, and um, we look to talk to you again soon. Oh, Brian, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And, you know, let's all pray for each other, work together as, as Americans, and continue to keep our country uh, as great as, as it's ever been. Hey, everybody, it is Chad Prather, host of the Chad Prather Show. You are listening to Trend Chat with my man, Brian Bledsoe. Come on with it. Thanks for Floor for joining us. And yeah, so um like I said, that's the first of our interviews and we'll have, like I said, probably maybe eight or ten more. Um and maybe more. Like I said, as of right now, the candidates that I am interviewing are uh primarily well, yeah, they're all in Texas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and the Texas primary is March 3rd. And so definitely want to make sure I get those out. But if there's any others, um, like I said, I know the, uh, the primaries are different in different States. So, um, anything after that, I'm still open to have some after, um, to have people on if they, uh, look to want to get on the podcast. So just, uh, I guess let me know. I, and I guess I may find some others from other states as well. So for also, um, just want to mention cultural life, 1972. You should check them out. You know, we, we here at trend chat, we know we're proud to be part of the hashtag life tribe, which is celebrating life through the world of fashion. And if you go to col 1972.com and you get, 10% off your purchase by putting in the code TRENDCHAT again that's the, the code is TRENDCHAT and um, you'll get 10% off and you if you go on col1972.com which you know stands for culture of life you find um, a number of shirts, sweaters and a number of things uh that celebrate life as I like I mentioned before and when I was talking about Michelle Williams and everything and um and it's good to have a uh organization like Coach for Life who are again out there champion life as opposed to many other fashion lines that are out there that are doing the exact opposite and which are just yeah, but yeah, go just check out um, col1972.com, col1972.com. Also, 
odgapparel.com. Check them out as well. Put in the code TC10. Stylist Christian Gear. Stop being dead. That the hat that I wear a lot from uh, ODG Apparel. So check them out. ODG Apparel. ODGapparel.com. I can notice I'm kind of rushing <laughs> in a way, mainly because I feel I'm about to start coughing. But <laughs> um, but yeah, odgapparel.com. Put in the code TC10. Check them out. So, but before I start coughing <laughs> and have to get off, um, I should be fine by the next episode. I'm hoping I am at least. At least I'm pretty good now. It's just the talking. <laughs> I could just feel something in the back of my throat every time I'm about to, every time I talk for uh, more than a couple sentences. Anyway, <clears throat> so um, <laughs> anyway, this is not going to take long because I was talking about the Golden Globe. So the Oscars already passed; they had their nominations. I'm not going to really get into any of that, um, but I will make some predictions as far as who's going to win certain categories i'm not gonna go down all of them i'm just gonna pick the, a few of them off that i think that are gonna win whether you care i'm just gonna mention it um I'm, well not now I'm, I'm just letting you know um and also the last time we was on star wars just came out so <laughs> so somewhere down the line the next episode or two i'm gonna actually give my um my rankings now with the rise of skywalker out i'm gonna give the rankings as far as which one i think is the best and and the the not best because i mean i like them all just some i don't like more than others so (laughs) so i'll do that in the next couple episodes i don't know when but so anyway all that being said i appreciate everyone listening (laughs) i appreciate you being here um like share subscribe i I tell you we look at the the geo locations and see that yeah we are worldwide i see trench has been listening listening to in indonesia qatar (laughs) um in uk what other places i saw china even in there but yeah so anyway (laughs) brazil uh, yeah (laughs) so um but I appreciate everyone listening and like, share, subscribe, and thank you. Now I'm about to go take some medicine, clear my throat, and be ready for the next episode. And until next next time, we'll chat with you later. Want to hear some inside scoop? If your kids are as ready to go back to school as mine are, you gotta check out Kohl's. I got my daughters the cutest sew tops for under 18 bucks, Jansport backpacks for 25% off, and 30% off Levi's jeans for me. I even saved an extra 15% and picked up Kohl's cash. So, yeah, not sure who's more excited right now, me or the girls. Select styles. 15% off friends August 15th. Levi's coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store Kohl's account for details. When it comes to working at GEICO, our best advocates are our employees, like Maxine. But since she is so focused on growing her career, we hired an actor to read her story. At GEICO, I love mentoring the new associates to help them make this a career and not just a job. And with new opportunities and job stability, GEICO has been helping people grow their careers for over 75 years. The only downside? She still hasn't met the gecko. 
Where are you, fella? Ready to start your career, Fredericksburg? We're hiring claim sales and service agents. Apply online today at geico.job slash Fredericksburg.